everyone. It's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. That was half-hearted. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It wasn't half-hearted. It might have been sort of soft, but it was full of heart. All right. Okay. Um, today, we are going to start with something I'm kind of excited about. The Disney Family Game Night is debuting tonight, um, which is Friday night. That's right. Debuting tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you log on to the, uh, well, and Disney Parks blog, uh, you will be able to tune, uh, tune in to their first ever, ever virtual Disney Family Game Night. You can participate in live gameplay during the Parks Pals edition of the Family Game Night. There will be Disney trivia, matching games, and more. Um, and then if you cannot join the live stream on Friday, the game will also be available for replay via YouTube and Facebook. I don't know if it's going to be as fun as it sounds, but it would be a fun thing, like, if you could do it at the same time to call, like, Isabel and see if... Right. There are going to be seven challenging trivia rounds. Because she likes trivia. We like trivia. We do. Disney trivia. All right. um, Some additional dining options are returning to the Magic Kingdom. That's right. A bunch of restaurants have been announced as as a reopening. Uh, As we know, not everything is opened after the pandemic. But at Hollywood Studios, Hollywood and Vine is going to reopen on September 25th with Minnie's Seasonal Dining. Um, It's going to be Minnie's Halloween Dine with a Monster Feast. Uh, Minnie, Mickey, and Friends. It's going to have Halloween decor, music, and scary good food. I wonder how that's going to be because it's usually a buffet at Hollywood and Vine. Most most buffets are not. Are not buffets anymore, anymore, right? right. It's like table service, like family family style. style now. Yeah. Beginning September 24th, uh, Cinderella's Royal Table will reopen at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, This is a little interesting because there will be no princesses there. So odd. And that's part of the draw of Cinderella's Royal Table is is seeing the princesses. I can see, though. I mean, have you thought about princesses? No. Face characters in general? They don't wear masks. Well, they can't wear them. Like, they're not going to have a mask. They don't, like, when they're in parades and stuff, right, they're not right. wearing a mask because that would just be, it would look ridiculous. You know, it's not the pictures that people want. Um, well, maybe it wouldn't look ridiculous, but Disney has decided that that's not something that they're doing. Okay. Now, you can have Winnie the Pooh out and they're still protected even, you know, if a guest gets a little bit close to them. Right, because they're probably wearing a mask underneath the costume. Probably. And even if they're not, they're pretty protected just by the fact that they've got mm-hmm. this this costume on uh but it's not the same with the princesses so i don't i can understand i don't know how they really would have done that right like you just put them up i don't know on like a pedestal somewhere and right put a fence around them i don't know what you would have done so i understand why they are not having um princesses there there is some parts of the story though that i do not understand okay you can tell them about the pricing Oh, they don't mention the pricing here because, of course, it's the Disney Parks blog. But essentially... We are not not reading... We are not supposed to be anyway. This is a podcast. This is our podcast. It is not just a a podcast where we read the news to people. If we have more information about something... Yes, well, rumor has it that the pricing is going to remain the same. Right, which is very high. Yes. And uh, I can't see paying that to not even have uh, princesses at my... My the, meal. the current pricing for Cinderella's Royal Table, according to their website, is breakfast, $62 for adult, $37 for children. That does not include tax and gratuity. Lunch and dinner are $75 for adults and $45 for children, plus tax and gratuity. Um, other dining experiences that have removed characters have lowered their menu prices upon reopening. I would hope they would. Oh, so would I. 
because that's those prices are insane. Yep. Uh, yeah. All but right. There are there are two more restaurants that are going to. Oh, open, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And they are both quick service. Uh, Gaston's Tavern in the Magic Kingdom is going to reopen on September 4th, and the ABC Commissary at Disney's Hollywood Studios will open for walk-in quick service for lunch beginning October 8th. All right. But you can't get an early dinner there. You no. can only have lunch. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm still waiting for Casey's Corner. Yep. I just saw that the um, the ice cream parlor on Main Street is not open, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. I'm, I'm waiting for that to open. And my favorite, Crystal Palace. It's all oh. things at the Magic Kingdom I'm waiting for. Right. Uh, all right. Is that it for the dining options returning? That is it for dining options. Okay. Disney Magic Moments uh, has another ride along, and this one is Mickey, uh, Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. That's right. This new ride and learn. We jump on the Runamuck Railroad and join Mickey and Minnie on the new Runaway Railway, railway ride in Hollywood Studios. All right, fun. Um, the the CEO of the Port of Galveston had uh, a note about Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, they recently held the Board of Trustees meeting at the Port of Galveston. And the port director and CEO, Roger Rees, says that from his talks with Disney, um, they were told that Disney intends to sell up to 70% of their cabins for each sailing and that 30% capacity is what the break-even point is for most cruise lines. Hmm. Um, Also told to Mr. Rees is that Disney will begin enforcing the port arrival time windows in order to manage crowd levels inside the port facility. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, for those of you who have cruised uh, Disney Cruise Line before, you, you part of the uh, check-in process is that you reserve a, a check-in time. However, those times have never been enforced. been enforced, and it looks like they might enforce them beginning now. Right. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, the Food and Wine Festival merchandise um, is out, and it is heavy on figment. Yeah, very he- heavy figment uh, stuff Pre- this year. Presents. Presents. Um, you know, I can never get enough figment. I love the, they have salt and pepper trash cans. Uh, one has figment on it and the other one has the 25th uh, anniversary food and wine festival logo on it. Yeah. Very cool. But uh, if you're a big fan of the purple dinosaur from the Imagination Pavilion and who isn't, uh, there is a ton of stuff uh, from plushes to keychains to lanyards to shirts, cups, tumblers, plates, salt and pepper shakers, uh, trivets. Yeah, they've got cups. a little of everything, I'm yeah. sure. And it's all priced to move. You think so? No, it's probably way more expensive <laughs> than it should be. All right. The cat from the movie Soul, his name is Mr. Mittens, has a new mug. Yeah, it's a pretty cute kitten mug. It is a very cute kitten mug. Um, don't know if you've seen a picture of him yet. He is not in any of the trailers. Uh, the movie was due out in June. So apparently, you know, we're in a period right now where merch- the merchandising end and the theatrical end are just not in sync. Yeah. Uh, so th- this cute little coffee mug has appeared in some of the parks and Disney stores. And it's just pretty cute if you get a chance. Uh, check it out. All right. Um, over in the Magic Kingdom, the Liberty Square walkway refurbishment is beginning. Yeah, they are working on a patch of sidewalk over by the entrance to the Liberty Square Riverboat, which has just come back from its annual uh, refurbishment. Um, So, you know, it's covered with a construction wall, construction barrier. Uh, Just looks like, you know, they're probably laying some new cement, just part of annual upkeep and maintenance. All right. Um, The Lime Fresh Mexican Grill, which is a chain restaurant in Florida, 
is possibly going to be coming to Walt Disney World property. Yeah, they're putting two locations in Orlando, one or in the Orlando area. One is at Lake Nona, which I, I don't know where that is. Um, and uh, their CEO said he would like, uh, they're, they're very heavily interested at in putting a location on the Walt Disney World property. Um, lime, what is it, fresh lime? Uh, lime, lime Fresh, fresh Mexican Mar- Grill. Mexican. Uh, as you can guess, they serve Mexican cuisine. Uh, and they specialize in tacos, fajitas, and nachos. All right. Um, Walt Disney World hotels are booked for at an all-time post-COVID occupancy high for the Labor Day weekend. We say all-time high, but, you know. Oh, I said all-time post-COVID. No, I know. All-time post-COVID high. But it's yeah. like, ooh, that's two months. Wow. Um, but uh, the current uh, booking inventory is at 80% for Disney resorts. 80% of what they're... They've opened up, which is limited right. 80%, 80% capacity. Uh, now, all those people can't get in the parks, so there's got to right. be some other draws to that. Um, but according to... I don't know. All those people <coughs> might be able to get in the parks. They can't all get in the same park. And True. we saw that some of the parks are fully booked for Labor Day weekend, the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. But there's the last time we looked, there seemed to still be availability for Epcot and Animal Kingdom. They are. Uh, interesting to note for 2020... Uh, Orlando has moved up as the number one destination for Labor Day vacations. Um, They were number four last year during that time of the year. And in 2020, for Labor Day, actually, um, for 2020, right now, as far as airline destinations go, they are the third most popular destination behind Las Vegas and Denver. Is Las Vegas open now? It must be. Parts of it are, yes. Hmm. All right. Um, the Walt Disney World Swan Sanctuary. Oh no, I'm sorry. Swan Reserve has uh, themed have had has had themed panels added to its facade. Yes, as Cheryl mentioned, the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve uh, has had some con- decorative concrete panels added to the front. Uh, it's nothing as elaborate, uh, you know, as what they have on the Swan and Dolphin with their architecture, but it does kind of uh, looks kind of like very. Wavy material. Um, it's simulating ocean waves. Uh, so it kind of fits in with that swan and dolphin theme. And the color scheme it's matches the colors similar. from the swan and dolphin. Yeah. All right. Um, here we go. Um, ABC has announced the Dancing with the Stars cast. Yes. So season 29 of Dancing with the Stars, which will premiere on ABC uh, this fall, actually September 14th at 8 p.m. They've made some changes, as you may or may not be aware. They have uh, removed Aaron Andrews and Tom Bergeron from the hosting duties. And they have replaced it with one host. That is supermodel and businesswoman Tyra Banks. Not excited. Um, And here are, do you want to hear the dancers, the celebrities, or both? Um, I don't, I mean, you have to hear the celebrities. But I, I don't know. All right. Whatever. <laughs> the celebrities are uh, head coach Monica Aldama from Cheer. No idea who that is. Animal activist Carol Baskin from oh, the Tiger King. Good Lord. That these aren't even, it's not even dancing with the stars. It's dancing with the uh, wannabe stars. I've read through these though. There are a couple that mm-hmm. are maybe considered stars. Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Super Bowl champion Vernon Davis. TV and film actress Anne Heche. She's she's a real she's a star. She, she was. She yeah. hasn't done anything in a number of years, but I'll give her star status. Uh Disney Channel actress Sky Jackson, 
actress Justina Machado from One Day at a Time, and that's the remake of One Day at a Time, not One Day at a Time from the 70s. Uh, Backstreet Boys singer A.J. McLean. Emmy award-winning host of The Real and sideline correspondent on Holy Moly, Jenny May. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. Uh, TV and film actor Jesse Metcalf. The name sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grammy, Grammy-winning Grammy rapper Nelly. Okay. Uh, TV host Nev Shulman from Catfish. NBA superstar Charles Oakley. Okay. Uh, actress Chriselle Strauss from Selling Sunset. An Olympic figure skater and on-air commentator, Johnny Weir. He's funny. He is funny, and he's very flamboyant. So yes. I, I expect big things from him. Well, that he actually says that in his little clip that um, you can expect flamboyant outfits from him. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Disney Plus um, announced a date for the release of the second season of The Mandalorian. That's right. The second season of The Mandalorian will debut on Disney Plus on October 30th of 2020. Um, so save the date and we will see what happens with, uh, with the Mandalorian and, and the, the, the child. Can't wait. Yeah. So like last season, they're going to be releasing an episode a week. Mm-hmm. I believe it's, um, I believe it's an eight episode season. Okay. So we'll have at least eight weeks of the Mandalorian. And uh, I know you're excited. I can I've tell got by 16 the, weeks of the... I can tell by the yawn. You've got 16 weeks? Well, I didn't watch the first eight you weeks. Watch, well, so. we're going to have to catch you up, aren't we? I guess we? so. Uh, so tomorrow's a big day. It is. Mulan is going to be released on Disney Plus Premiere. It is. Big deal for them because they've never... They're, once again, never in their history, all 10 months of it, have they never had a pay-per-view type of movie mm-hmm. come right. through. Um, as you may or may not remember, Mulan was originally uh, set for a March 27th release, and that got pushed back to July, and then July came around, and the movie theaters were still closed. So Disney at that point said, well, we're going to take this $200 million movie and open it on Disney+, Plus uh, in countries that have Disney+. Plus. In countries that don't have it, they're still headed for a theatrical I'm premiere. S- I'm... I'm still so disappointed that they're not still sending this to theaters. I mean, why not do both? I just don't get it. Like I've told you in private, I would not be surprised to see this in theaters at least for a week or two. Yeah. Um, But uh, this is a non-musical live-action remake. um, And it looks like, you know, I've been reading the review headlines. I haven't read the actual reviews because I want to steer clear of that. Um, You know, Disney remake delivers real guts with reinvention. Uh, it has more swords and sorcery, but less magic. Um, you know, no no songs, no mushu, no theaters, but it's visually stunning. Uh, so those are what some of the people are saying. Um, and it, it will be interesting to see what happens with Disney uh, Plus Premiere Access. Um, you're going to be able to rent the movie for $26. Once you rent it, it stays in your Disney Plus queue and is available as long as you have your you continue to maintain your Disney Plus subscription. Uh, and then in November or December, it actually sh- it comes to Disney Plus as a free entry. So if you don't want to pay for it now mm-hmm. and you can hold off until November or December, it will come on as free at that time, which is the standard right. you know release date that they do with with movies. Mm-hmm. Um, standard practice when a movie comes out as a movie comes out, mm-hmm. it's in the theater for a number of weeks. Then it goes to DVD, Blu-ray, and then eventually it, it debuts on Disney+. Plus. Yes. All right. Um, John Boyega has accused Disney of downplaying actors of color. Yeah, so John Boyega, who, played, who is he? He played Finn. 
in um, the, the new Star Wars trilogy. Okay, yep. Yeah, I know who he is. Uh, he had an interview in British GQ, and he is very upset because he says that, um, you know, Disney brought out a black character to the Star Wars franchise, they hyped it up, and then they pushed him aside. Uh, you know, they gave a storyline to both Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, the white characters. Uh, and they who are t- they? The, what characters are they? The, the two main characters, Kylo Ren. I just don't know who the actors play, so you, so you have to okay. say to me who the, what characters they are. So your two main characters, uh, Kylo Ren and uh, Daisy Ridley. Who's Daisy Ridley? Uh, what was her name? In the Ray? Movies? Ray. See, I'm starting, I'm starting to get old. <laughs> I can't remember things now. So they found, they had storylines for them, but they introduced Finn. You know, he's a black stormtrooper. He's, he's, you know, it's groundbreaking. And then they brought in Rose uh, Tico, who is uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Tran. Um, and they Who's just. Who's Kelly Tran? Is that character? Rose Tico, like from Kelly Tran, was the Chinese girl who came in in the second installment oh, of the trilogy. I see. He, does he think they downplayed her too? Because I don't yes, really know who she, that is. Yes, they totally okay. downplayed her in the third movie. She was on screen for like 14 yes, seconds. Yes, because I don't really know. I know exactly who Finn is, so right. I don't. Know, I wouldn't agree that he necessarily got the short end of the stick, but um, well, he feels, this other Rose lady definitely did. He feels uh, that they did. Um, so he says he's not exposing anything, that everybody knows it. Um, he's been very vocal. Um, but he's saying that, uh, you know, it's just not right. And he's very frustrated with Disney. Okay. Um, the Four Seasons in Orlando is launching a schoolcation promotion. We talked about those a little bit the other day. We did. They are offering supervised schoolwork sessions for, for children uh, starting at $50 while the adults go off and do their own things uh, at the resort. Um, kids will have access to the best recess around with a five acre Explorer Island as their playground and parents can enjoy everything uh, that they offer for adults, such as the spa, golf course, tennis courts and more at the 28 acre uh, resort. Um, so, you know, once again, they're, they're just trying to push. Uh, they're trying to push the fact that if you're doing distance learning. You might as well really do it with distance. And I don't do it know that I like this one. A whole like, let's get your family down there and everybody can work from a nice location. But this is like, dump your kids off and we'll sort of maybe supervise them while they do their work well, no, they're and definitely, you go to the spa. They're definitely supervised. They are supervised school work sessions in small group classroom settings uh, that are physically distanced with no more than six children per class. No, I get that. But it just, you, your parents aren't supervising you. It's like, no. dump your kids off. Well, that is true. If you have enough money, you don't actually have to watch your kids and you can go on vacation while they're supposed to be learning. See that? Like how much is a kid going to want to have to learn while you're in this beautiful place? That's right. Mom's and going your parents for, are going to do mom's fun Mom's going things. for a massage. Dad's going to do a round of golf. Here, and here's some, here. somebody to help you with your homework. See you ya. sit here from with someone from the kids club and do your Spanish lesson. Yeah. Not, I don't like that at all. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll notify the Four Seasons. Cheryl yeah. does not like this. No. It doesn't seem family friendly. It seems ritzy parent friendly. All right. Um, so this story isn't necessarily a Disney story, but um, because uh, Disney and Lego have quite the relationship, uh, we're putting it in the podcast here, um, but Lego is on track to open 74 more stores this year. Yeah. So, you know, there, like Cheryl said, there really is no tie except for the fact that both Disney World and Disneyland have Lego stores. But they also feature, they, like... They do a lot of their lines. Marvel, right. Star Wars, yeah. Disney, the princesses. Exactly. Um, so the pandemic has actually been good for the Lego company. Uh, they're opening 120 new stores this year. They've already opened 46, so they have 70 more to go. 
and their sales are up 14% during the, the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, their CEO said more adults than ever are building Legos. Um, the funny thing is the majority of the openings are going to be in China. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, that's the story. All that's, right. That's well, that's all we cool. have. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, it's 20 minutes. It doesn't get us through the rest of Poppy's walk, but it's walk what fast, it is. Poppy, that's walk right. fast. All right. So everybody have a good weekend. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>